first of all, one of the things you want to do is you want to know who your target audience is. You really need to know who am I going after and really making sure that you've got that niche in mind and you understand what their problems are, what their questions are, what they're going through. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larvey. Hey, welcome back. It's Sarah Larby. And today's episode is with Krista Mashor, who is a realtor and a marketing expert. And we have a great conversation about how to attract more opportunities, more investors through marketing and creating content and how to expose it to as many people as possible so that people come to you, whether it's looking for money or joint venture partners, some deals. So lots of great tips from Krista in today's episode. And her experience, I mean, she went from being a teacher to becoming a realtor and a coach and an investor and doing it successfully as well. So I had a, a great conversation. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast today. And again, if you want to reach out to Krista, you can reach out to her on Instagram or her website, Krista Mashore. Dot com is the website or uh, reach out to her on Instagram using her name as well. I hope that you guys are enjoying the weather. I know I am. I live for this weather. If I could eliminate winter, I would. And lastly, if uh, you are up for meeting in person, I have an awesome event coming up October 6th in Markham. And if you want to know some more information, send me a message. You can do that on Instagram at investor Sarah Larby or send me an email Sarah at sarahlarby.com. Enjoy the show. Krista, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks for having me, Sarah. Excited. Yes, me too. So now you are in a different time zone than I am and you are, I believe, three hours behind. Is that correct? Yeah. So I am in Northern California, about an hour from San Francisco um, and I'm Pacific and you are Eastern. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And uh, so I am excited to have you on. I've been looking through your website and uh, you know, you've got, you've got lots of great options. Uh, you also have a podcast as well. Tell us about the podcast. Yeah. So it's just, it's fired up with Krista Mayshore. We just talk about, you know, real estate, marketing ideas, digital marketing, and just, you know, how to be an entrepreneur and just kind of rock it with your own business, whatever that might be. Mostly a lot of real estate agents and, you know, investors, lenders tend to tend to watch it and entrepreneurs. Very cool. So let's take a step back and let's talk, cause I know you've got, you know, obviously a, a lot of experience and you've done really well selling the real estate, but how did you get started you know, with real estate or potentially with real estate investing in the first place? Yeah. So I, um, I used to be a teacher prior to getting into real estate, kind of got thrown into it, not really by choice, quite honestly. I wanted to do it for, you know, as like a hobby and I ended up having to become a full-time job due to some life experiences. And um, I remember I got divorced around 13 years ago. Oh, I should be even longer than that. It's like 17 years ago or something like that. Anyway, I remember thinking, okay, I want to, my goal was like to buy around one property a year. Once I kind of got my, my feet back on, um, back, you know, my footings underneath me after the divorce, I wanted to buy one home a year. And that's pretty much what I did was I in, ended up investing at around, you know, one home every year, year and a half, but I, I paid cash for all of them. So my goal was to, and I know it's not like the traditional investing. I'm not like your normal investor. I know I'm supposed to, you know, they say you're supposed to, uh, um, like use your money to make it work for you, but I just never felt comfortable doing that. So my goal was to buy one home cash, um, a year, a year and a half. And that's what I did was just, I just slowly just started purchasing. So as I made money, I just put money away and that was my little investment portfolio. Very cool. So where were you buying these properties? 
So I was buying them where I am um, in the East, East Bay. So again, about an hour from San Francisco. So when I first started, we were picking up houses, you know, around um, $250,000, $400,000. And we actually just recently, I sold most of my portfolio. I think we only have three houses left here in the East Bay. And we bought four houses in Florida, two houses in Idaho. Um, and then we still have... Um, four houses here. We just recently sold another house here, which we haven't reinvested it yet. We're actually, we bought a lot here. So we're, we're trying to just like put our money back in and it's been great. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it can be a little bit of work, right? Cause I, I do have a full-time job. I'm a full-time real estate agent and a full-time real estate coach now, but, um, it's something that, uh, you know, I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah. So now, now were these more buy and holds or did you do some renos? Yeah, so most of these were um, so they, they were they were buying holds. We, we did a couple flips back in the you know back in the time when the market crashed, and but we just we never really did very well on them. We did we did well on a couple, but it was just like so much work for me to find these properties, flip them. I, I just it was it's easier for me just to sell real estate or to hold them. So we mostly it was a holding pattern. All right, very cool. And now it is pretty impressive that you know you're saying that these are two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand dollars plus, and you were able to buy them cash without the financing piece, what was a big factor that attributed to, to you being able to buy, you know, one a year, which, you know, they're not cheap. Like there's not like $50,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How did you go about that? You know, I just, I was selling up my average, I, I sell around a hundred, hundred and my best year in real estate, I sold 169 homes. I typically sell at least a hundred or more. Three years ago when I left real estate full-time to go into coaching, I sold 154 homes that year. So I just, I've done, I've been a top producer, you know, you know, my average weight making anywhere from a million to a million and a half million point eight, you know, uh, GCI. And so I just made sure that I took a large portion of what I made. And I just, my goal was, Hey, you're buying this house, right? It was just kind of like a close the deal, put 10%, you know, 5% into the account without even thinking about it, you know, 15% for marketing, 5% for a home. And then, so it wasn't even like I even really realized the money was getting spent. It was just kind of like a, a savings to purchase. All right. Very cool. So you, so a hundred homes that you sold a year, I mean, that's pretty incredible just on average. And, and, you know, obviously Canada might be similar. I don't know if it's, it's similar or different than the U S but you know, what is a typical real estate agent sell in terms of, uh, you know, maybe annual sales? Is it just like a, a two or three houses a year? Like, I don't know if those stats are similar, uh, for yeah. you guys, but you know, do you, so the National Association of Realtors says the average is 12, but it's really like three or four because what, what they do is they take all the realtors and they combine them with all the sales and that, that's an average, right? Whereas, but if you take someone like me that sells 150, 160 homes in a year compared to someone that sells one, that average is out to be 12. So it really is closer to three or four a year that the average person sells. Um, so definitely, you know, I'm on the higher spectrum of, of my first year, I sold 69 homes, my first year in real estate. And my best year in real estate, I've sold 169 homes. Not sure what it is that 69 number, but that's that's what it was. You know, usually right around 150, 155 was kind of what I sort of tended to be the most average for. Can I please have that? Thank you. I don't know what you need. <laughs> um, sorry, I have my teenage daughter in here. She's <laughs> distracting me, so I don't know why. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's the amount of homes that we sold. And I think we did it because we just tried to always be very unique and very different. The strategy that I use, I think a lot of investors could use to find uh, investment properties. And that is, I just create a lot of video content and I just kind of am known as the, you know, if you think real estate or community, you think me because I am constantly producing content, taking that content and distributing it locally, creating Facebook ads around it. And it works for any industry or any business, especially for an investor. If you want to be someone that's looking for, you know, properties that don't want to go on the market or 
if someone doesn't want to have their house needs to be fixed up and they don't want to sell or they don't want somebody in their property. I mean, there's so much content you can create around that to attract more investment properties or flip properties or whatever it might be. There's a lot of people that don't want to actually put their house on the market, believe it or not. I'm sure you guys know that, right? But um, that's the way, that's how I've been able to really position myself as the authority. It's just creating a lot of content and getting it out there, exposing it to the masses. Awesome. I mean, that's, that's a big piece, right? Just getting yourself out there, talking about your experience, educating others. I mean, the podcast is, is, you know, one of the many, many avenues. So do you think that is the the key that attributed, you know, to you being able to grow so quickly? Oh, absolutely. Well, when I first started, you know, 20 years ago, that wasn't, it was, there was, video wasn't around. Right. But I mean, I would just, at that point was always tried to see what are my competitors doing? what's working and how can I enhance it? Or how can I do something different that nobody else is doing? My mind was always kind of thinking like that. And just always very, very, um, you know, service driven, like people before things and the things will come. And, it, you know, in the past eight years, I've been using video and taking that before anyone else was ever even thinking about video, I was using video, right? Like, you know, what used to take, I used to have to hire a videographer and all these things. And now I could just use my cell phone and do it in five minutes. Whereas, you know, I remember I, I did a commercial on at the movies one time, it cost me like, $3,000 a month to have it at the movie theater. And then it was like $2,000 to have the video produced like a, you know, like a 60 second video commercial. And now I can do that for, I can run a Facebook ad, spend 200 bucks, you know, get 600 hours of watch time and record a video off my cell phone, maybe do a little editing or not. And it takes me an hour. You know what? <laughs> so um, just doing that constantly has really, really helped me stand out and have such quick, great, consistent growth. Yeah, that is awesome. And, and I know you do some coaching. Is, is that what you are coaching uh, other agents to be able to get themselves out there and create content? Or are you working with investors or is it a mix of both? Yeah, so it's, 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 it's pretty much any entrepreneur. It used to just be real estate agents. Now we help real estate agents, lenders, any local professional um, use video and, and social media to dominate their market. We teach them how to use great Facebook ads that actually get watched and seen and get eyes on them and exposure. Because as you know, creating content is great, but if nobody sees it, it doesn't make a difference. So we teach people how to like really target people and retarget people and how to create audiences you know, and content that, get, that gets watched and how to really um, just be known by being seen and being heard consistently. So that's exactly what we teach people how to do. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, just want to take a quick moment and introduce you to a key member of my power team. Dylan Suter is my realtor who's been working very hard to find me amazing deals. And Dylan, I'm a big proponent in working with realtors that are investors and Dylan is truly an investor. Welcome Dylan and thank you so much for being a sponsor. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I wanna first thank you for having us as a sponsor. We're really grateful to be working with you and all of the support you've given us over the past couple of years. So thank you so much for that. And our focus as Elevation Realty is to focus our attention primarily on real estate investors that are looking to replace their active income with a passive income and go enjoy what they like most, such as time with the family or up at the cottage, whatever it may be. So what we do is we focus our attention on creating a plan specific for each client, whether that is something they want to have five properties in five years and be able to sit on them for 10 years and then sell them and retire on the, the equity. Or if they're looking to scale their portfolio and retire in the next 12 months, we can look at doing that as well through joint ventures or Airbnb short-term rentals. We can talk through buildings, buy, renovate, refinance, single family purchases, and the list goes on. That's awesome. Now, Dylan, if people wanted to reach out and get help from you, where can they go? 
They can check us out online at www.elevationrealty.ca, E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, or they can email us at info at elevationrealty.ca, give us a call or text at 905-592-4220, or check us out at The Right Club or other meetup groups that we're usually at as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dylan. It is awesome working with you as always. And now back to the show. And now back to the show. Very cool. So because you're on this podcast and I'm going to ask, are you able to share some of those, those tips or the insights for somebody to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to go ahead and action it out and I'm going to get some results. Are you able to share maybe two or three things? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That works. Yeah. So absolutely. First of all, one of the things you want to do is you want to know who your target audience is. You really need to know who am I going after and really making sure that, you know, you've got that niche in mind and you understand what their problems are, what their questions are, what they're going through, because in order for you to be considered a solution, you have to be able to be solving a problem. So finding out what are people's problems, like what are they going through? What are they experiencing? And then having your content speak directly to that pain point or to that problem or to solve it is huge when it comes to marketing, right? That's that step number one. And then creating something that's going to be, that they're going to watch when you've got to really have engaging content. You want to try to be as enthusiastic as possible. You want to engage with people and you want to entertain them, but also educate them all at the same time. I call it the five E's of video. You want to excite, be enthusiastic, entertain, engage, and educate all at the same time. And then you want to take that content and you want to make sure that you're, you're picking the platform that you are most comfortable with. And on most of these platforms, unless, you know, it's really, really difficult to become, to have an organic viral post, right? Like less than 0.00001% of videos that are created ever go viral, but you need to pay to have people pay attention. So what I did was I paid for, to um, optimize my content on these platforms. Facebook is what I specialize in. And I just paid them utilizing the ads manager account through Facebook. And I create an ad, I upload it into the ads manager account. I use a different objective depending upon what it is that my objective is. For example, in the when I first start, I'll use the reach objective because the reach objectives make sure that everybody on Facebook sees it. Or I'll use the video views objective, which tells Facebook, hey, put my content in front of people that like to watch videos, right? Um, or I'll use the conversion objective and write, create conversion ads if I'm trying to get people's information. I never start with the conversion ad. I always start with the reach of the reach ads and the brand awareness ads and the video views ads. And then I target and retarget people. The retargeting is when you want to do the conversion ads so I can get their name, phone number, and email once they've, they've developed me as, the, as, as trust, right? So a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll create content like, you know, if you want to sell your house, you don't want to you know, f- fill out this information. I'll come give you an analysis or, and, and or an investor might say, you think about selling your house, but you don't want to sell because you don't want to listen to the market or, you know, your house is the best and you need all the repairs and you don't have to do them, whatever it might be. Fill out this information and I'll come talk to you. You don't want to start there. You want to start with gaining their trust, giving information, getting them to know you like you, see you as the authority so that you can break down their barriers and develop a relationship with them so that later on, they're more likely when you ask them to fill out your form or to do whatever you want them to do, thank you, you're so much more likely for them to actually wanna give you that information. And most people start you know, at the end <laughs> instead of start developing the relationship first. So you know, when I first started three years ago, the, it said it takes around 12 times for somebody to click. Now it's between 33 and 47 times that it takes someone to click, which means that most people are trying to tell you to click first, right? Like, you know, fill this out and I'll come, you know, give you an evaluation or I'll come tell you what I'll buy your house for or whatever I might be able to do for you. But if you're starting there, you're wasting your marketing dollar because you really need to start with just letting them 
get to even know who you are, um, solving their problems, helping them, adding value, you know, building trust and a relationship with them so that they're more likely to want to convert later on. That is interesting. And I know you mentioned Facebook. Is that your platform of choice? Facebook is my absolute number one platform of choice. Um, I've made millions of dollars marketing on Facebook, like literally millions um, from, from this strategy. And, uh, you know, there's 2.8 billion people on Facebook. The average person goes to Facebook 17 times a day. People are spending just under three hours a day on social media platforms. Um, over an hour a day of that is just on, on Facebook. That's the age demographic of the people that, I, that are more likely to want to buy and sell. And so for me, it's just, it's worked fabulously. Um, we're focusing a little bit more now on YouTube, but we haven't mastered it yet. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, Facebook is my jam. <laughs> Very cool. So that somebody that wants to, you know, for example, reach out to you and, uh, and hire you to, to help them. What are some of the things that you might want to start with, um, like working with them? Uh, is it, you know, like maybe just walk us through uh, the, the steps, how long it will take, you know, what you might be coaching somebody in? Yeah. Well, the first thing I really, so I'm a really big mindset person. So um, what I found when I actually started coaching was I did, I did this challenge and I was noticing that people in my challenge were getting faster results in my paid students because when I first started coaching, I was like, I want to give them all the stuff and teach them all the tactics and teach them how to build funnels and teach them how to, you know, do a video. But I forgot to do the whole mindset part of it. And so I realized, oh my gosh, like I need to get, I need to really work on these people's minds because in order to be, you know, a millionaire, you have to think like a millionaire, right? In order to, you know, and so it's okay to have bad moments, but we have, we, you know, bad days, sorry, we don't want to have bad days or bad weeks or bad months. We want to have bad moments. And I think it, and as an entrepreneur, you go through a lot of stuff, right? It's hard sometimes. There's a lot of up and downs. You fail a lot. So I work initially for the first two weeks on people's mindset, just really, really getting them to believe that they can do it, getting their relationship with money really, really good, getting them to really be very conscious of their thought process, what they're saying to themselves, how they're thinking. That's the first part of it. And while I'm doing that, I'm also getting them comfortable on video, just recording videos and seeing themselves on camera so they feel confident on camera. Um, that's the first stage. And then from there, we work on you know, developing who their client avatar is, developing their niche, identifying problems that people are going through and just like a whole series of, of, you know, starting to really understand like what their brand is and all that. And then we teach them how to run the Facebook ads and create, create content that people are actually going to watch. And then from that point, we teach them on how to, now that you've got this customer and you're, they're in your world, how do you keep staying top of mind? How do you keep, you know, showing up where they're looking and being um, nurturing them con consistently so that they are more likely to click? And then once they actually do click, how do you then make sure that you're going to turn that click into a customer, into a client, into a conversion? So that's kind of um, the, the process. Again, so much of it has to do with just being around other people that are succeeding, you know, um, seeing other people do well. I, I think, honestly, that's probably just one of the biggest parts of any kind of a coaching program is, is number one, making sure you find someone that's actually done it and been able to do it, right? And they've been able to help other people. But then the community itself, the culture is so, so huge because there are a lot of failures in, in entrepreneurship and in business. And so when you see somebody else succeeding over and over again and, and then failing, but then succeeding again, and it's kind of like the three-minute mile has been broken or four-minute mile, right? <laughs> then all of a sudden you go, man, if they can do it, I can do it too. And you've got that person that says, no, 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 you know, Sarah, just keep on going. You can do this. Keep, keep, keep it up. Don't worry. You've got this. Um, and hey, try this, adjust this, tweak this. 
it's like, there's so much to be said about that. So I think just having the support of, you know, like-minded people to help push you through is, is huge in any kind of business development. Yeah, no, absolutely. That is, that is huge. And, and what about like, just in terms of, of the cost of, you know, somebody going ahead and putting the, their information on, on Facebook and doing their videos and advertising, like, are we talking thousands of dollars for them to start seeing some results or, you know, from your experience as you're working with people, like what, what's the spend roughly? Well, I mean, so it just really depends. Like I was in you know, money, like speed, right? So the more money that you can spend, the quicker you're going to get the result that you want. Um, it, it, it does take a couple months. So it's not like something that just happened. I mean, don't get me wrong. People get successes right away. I'm very often, but for it to really, really like to, for you to see the compound effect, um, you know, compound, the compound effect is like one of the seven wonders of the world, right? So at first you don't notice it as much. And then all of a sudden it's like from all this, you know, two or three months worth of consistently producing content, all of a sudden you're just busy and you're just like, wow, where did this come from? Right. And even though you can't specifically say, Hey, this lead came from that ad or from, but you can, because people are seeing you because they're seeing you, they're referring you, they're calling you. They might not be clicking on a specific ad, but they're calling you and reaching out to you because of the fact that they are seeing you so much. So it doesn't take thousands of dollars. It does take, you know, what we find is like most of my students will start off between like 250 and $500 a month on ad spend. Um, I really love if they can at least spend 500 because it just goes so much further. But what happens is, is that as they start to see how well it works, and they're like, man, I'm, I'm up in this, right? They, on their own, they want to up it. Um, yeah, it's, it's ROI based, right? I mean, yeah. obviously they're seeing the returns and, and that's, you know, often coming from, from what they, you know, did on, on Facebook, then why not continue? Yes, yes. It's kind of like one of my coaches says, hey, if you put a dollar in and get $2 out every time, are you going to keep putting a dollar in? Well, of course I am, right? I want to get, yeah. you know, a dollar more for each time I put it in. So yes, yeah, so that's kind of how, how it works and it works really, really well. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's been the best thing that I've done for both my businesses, being, being a coach that teaches this and a real estate agent, it's helped me be in the top 1% in both, both those fields, both with are highly, highly competitive, but uh, it, uh, yeah, it works if you do it, but you got to do it. <laughs> and now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, I just want to take a quick moment here and pause the podcast to introduce you to one of my favorite contractors, John from Blackjack Contracting Inc. And he has been serving the Niagara, Hamilton and Brantford areas for the past three years and has become the area's legal basement suite renovation specialist. He works with many investors that I know and some newer investors, some more experienced investors, and he converts single family homes into multiple units, as well as my favorite strategy, the Burr strategy. So he's well-versed in those as well to make sure that we can achieve the maximum value of the property and the maximum ARV. He has also completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls, and everywhere in between as well. They do everything from permitting to the design to the final cleaning before listing our rentals for rent or for sale. And he's also a fully licensed electrical contractor. He's certified with ESA and he will take jobs of all sizes. So no job is too big. He's done a complete guts really from the ground up. So super impressed with his work and what he's been doing for fellow investors that I know as well. So if you wanted to reach out, his website is blackjack contractinginc.ca and you can ask him whatever questions you have. You can also reach out to him Instagram, which is at Blackjack Contracting Inc. And like he says, he knows that investing feels like the biggest gamble of our lives. So when you have Blackjack on your side, 
the house always wins. I will also add that there is currently a ban as of April 4th on new permits, so he will still actively work to the law's extent and actively work with investors to get projects planned out for when the ban is lifted. So that way you're not necessarily waiting and waiting and waiting. So guys, 100%, I recommend blackjack contracting. I will say that finding the right contractor is sometimes a hassle and getting a good one that works with investors that understands the numbers is going to be critical in our success, especially when doing the Burr strategy. And now back to the show. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, just, just marketing is so important, but it, it, from an investor standpoint, we've got a lot of investors, you know, looking at, uh, at ways that they could brand themselves a little bit better to attract joint venture partners or money lenders or find off market opportunities or, I don't know, promote one of their, their courses or as a realtor. I mean, as a realtor, just getting, getting out there more. So, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of applications, but definitely branding, branding is huge. Um, but I'm just curious, and I don't know, you know, what direction it took, but throughout the pandemic, and, and I don't know if you know this, but, you know, in, in the time that we're recording, we actually are in lockdown for the third time, and everything is, is pretty much shut down, all the small businesses, just the essential things are open, you know, and, and that's probably last a good year. With, you know, with some breaks in between. And I think Toronto is, you know, one of the longest, um, the, the cities in, in North America that's been the longest shut down. That's too where I'm at. We're the oh, same. Yeah? It's been pretty, oh yeah, they're, it's been pretty bad. I mean, I think we're, we're like at 50% capacity right now, but it's been on lockdown. At least you guys can go to restaurants. We can't even go to patios right now. Hopefully that opens up. Oh, I mean, really? You can't even go. No, oh, I'm sorry. It's- it's bad. Like all this the, is like the best time, Sarah, for people to be doing this. Like, well, so that's what that was what I was going to ask you, right? So, so what have you seen throughout the pandemic, throughout the lockdown? Like, you know, when it comes to doing these these advertisements and these ads and and people doing branding online, maybe walk us through like how the pandemic has either made it more important, less important. Has it has it changed the platform or the you know the marketing direction at all? Maybe just talk through what you've seen in the last year. So people are online now more than they ever have been in the past, right? Because the, because things are shut down and there's they want to have some kind of like interaction with people. So people are answering their phones more now, they're online more, they're on Facebook more, they're they they want information, right? And so, and especially like right now, there's still people that want to sell their houses and they don't have any idea how, or they want to, they don't want to sell because of the pandemic, but they still want to sell. They just don't want to be bothered with a bunch of people coming in. I mean, there's never been a better time than to start. Than, than right now to start producing content and making sure you get it gets out there and you can do that like you're allowed to go are you guys even allowed to go outside well so so the time of recording we are allowed to go outside we can't be hanging out with any people from outside of our household and in uh in quebec right now they just implemented an 8 p.m curfew 8 p.m curfew okay yeah and we had we had that too for a while back it was really bad um that's so lonely i'm sorry that is hard it gets so hard but you know you can you can go outside you can create content you can do video content outside you can do video content from the privacy of your own home you can get a green screen or not you know you can go in your backyard your front yard um any room in your house and just start talking about ways that you can you know that how you can find an investment property or, you know, investment type properties that might work or, you know, off market properties or how to sell a property that's that, you know, needs a lot of repairs and you don't want to have to do any fixing up and just do all this content. If somebody's watching a video on, you know, selling your house without having to, do, to fix any, anything up and doing a repair or still being able to sell during the pandemic, right? 
if somebody you can follow that someone's watching that, they're probably thinking about selling and they don't want to put their house on the market or whatever it might be. That's the power of, of marketing on Facebook is, is that you can target people, see who's watching what, then say, okay, send them more, more content, target them again, right? So basically you're going to send them more information based upon what they originally were looking at and interested in. So, you know, they're interested in it and then you do it again. Then after they've watched three different videos on selling during a pandemic or selling without putting your house on the market or selling an off-market property, fill in the blank, then you send them your call to action, your lead magnet. Okay, great. Would you like to know more? Give me your name and phone number and email and address and I'll give you more information, right? Then you send them their, their, lead, their lead magnet. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it works so, so well. And it actually saves you money in marketing because you're only targeting the people that you know are interested in it. You're not wasting your money on everybody all the time. And it's just, it, it develops, you know, it really, really positions you as the expert in your subject field that you're continuing to do it on. So, you know, there has not been a better time than right now. Like and anyone can start. You don't need big fancy equipment. You don't need a lot, lot of graphics. You just need a cell phone and to hit record. That's pretty much the only thing you need. That's it. And, <laughs> you know? and, just, and just go ahead and just do it, right? Like, I mean, done is better than perfect. That's kind of yes. what I go after. And at some point you'll find another video and it'll be better and you'll find another video. But from, from the example that you're giving me, it sounds like you can target and, you know, forgive me, like I... I only got social media like maybe three, three years ago. I actually didn't have much before that. And and Facebook, I'm still not really on it. It's mostly Instagram, but on Facebook, it sounds like from what you're saying, there's a way to target specific people. And then you can, can you see if they've opened it or if they've clicked on it and then you resend to those same people? Is is that how it works or or if not, how, how does it work? Yep. So you basically create an ad and then you say, okay, Facebook, you can, anybody who's watched let's say 50% or 75% or more of this video, send them another video, right? He doesn't tell you the exact name of the people. It just says here, this group of people, this audience, they all clicked and they watched X amount. Good. Then send them another one. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you can target specific people in specific areas that have been that have taken specific actions and you can tell them, you can tell Facebook exactly what you want it to do with those people. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly how it works. And that's why it's so much more powerful because, you know, Right now, when people just post on their business page or post on their Facebook page, the only people that are seeing it are their friends and family or people that are already interacting. Meaning, let's just say you and I, Sarah, are friends. So it's going to say, okay, you know, you're clicking on her stuff. She's she's clicking on your stuff. You guys seem to know each other and like each other. Well, then I'm going to keep putting your stuff on each other's pages. That's great. But I want everyone in my area or anybody that might possibly be thinking about selling or buying or, you know, wanting to sell their investment property or want to sell a house off market. I want to reach everybody. I don't just want to reach my friends and family. I want everyone else to see it. And then what, and then those people that are interacting with me, I want to keep, have them continue to keep seeing it over again. Right. Right, right. So that's the idea behind being on, on these, these, these platforms is you're putting your, your information in front of the whole, wherever you tell it to, not just in front of people that are already going to be seeing it because there's, there's not a lot of power in that. Right. I want to be seen by the masses, not just the few. Yeah. Now you, you talk about Facebook a lot. I mean, you know, is, is Instagram, is LinkedIn, or are, are those platforms that you would also recommend that people can do something similar with, or does it just not work as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's, it's all, most, all the platforms have some form of, of doing this, right? So like I market on Instagram too. I retarget people on Instagram, just like I do on Facebook. 
Um, it's, it's very, very similar. Again, you have to pay for it. You pay for ads to do that. You, you, pay in the, you pay to go on the back end of these things. There's different, I also market on LinkedIn and on YouTube, but I don't pay for any ads on YouTube or on LinkedIn. I do it more organically. So, but, but the hard thing is, is unless you have a team, you don't want to just do everything, right? Because you won't do any of it well. So I'd recommend picking one platform where you think your customer is at more than anyone else and using that platform to go after people. I personally will tell you that if you talk to probably a hundred marketers, I would say 85 of them would say Facebook is the number one best place to go because it just is. Um, and then probably followed by like YouTube and Instagram kind of at a 50% tie, but you really need to know where your people are at, right? What's the age group? What's the interest level? Like where are they, where are they going? And then master that platform. And so originally I just did Facebook, right? And then as I got better, as my team grew, we kind of started adding to where we were marketing. And now like literally just this past 30 days, I've invested in some uh, YouTube courses and trainings, but I've been, you know, doing Facebook ads for like eight years. So I waited until I really, really mastered it and knew it. And was like, okay, I'm ready for something new now. <laughs> Very cool. That, that is awesome. I mean, you know, if somebody does want to hire you, like do you have different coaching options, different coaching programs? Yeah. Yep. We have different coaching programs. We, we range from uh, like a free type of a program all the way to, uh, you know, $30,000. So we've got everything in between um, for beginners. Uh, and if they want, if they're interested, they can just go to kristamayshore.com slash two days live. That's kristamayshore.com, the number two days live. And um, hopefully that link will still work by the time this thing, this thing plays. I, I can't even check in back when, you, when you're ready to air it. But, um, and they can get access to, you know, uh, our, our $97 two day training. It's like 20 hours long of training that's live with me where we talk all about targeting and social media and video and what to say, when to say it, how to say it, how to, how to distribute it, the whole nine yards. <laughs> All right. Very cool. I mean, it sounds really interesting. I mean, especially in, in a pandemic or, or, you know, moving forward down the road, I think more and more is going to become online. And, uh, you know, I don't, because back in the day, so I, I co-host the right club, which we used to have 350 attendees live in a room. I don't know when the next time we're going to be able to have that many people in a room in the near future is going to be. So this, uh, you know, getting, getting the word out there. And, uh, I think, you know, just social media is, is going to be the wave of the future. I don't know if it's always going to be Facebook, but online is, is, uh, for sure a, a huge piece and, uh, and branding is, is super important and getting yourself out there and, you know, whether it's, it's joint venture partners, it's money partners, it's just helping educate people. It's a new podcast. You know, there's, there's definitely a ton of stuff. So Chris said the next part of the podcast is our lightning round. I'm going to ask you a series of five questions. You're going to give me the first answer that comes to mind within 20, 30 seconds or less. You ready? Yes. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Megan Chomutz. If you're looking for a great financial advisor to add to your team who actually understands and incorporates real estate as part of your overall plan and gets your money working for you, you can reach out to Megan at meganchomutz.com forward slash Sarah. And also she's offered for my podcast listeners to provide you with a free, customized, individualized 90-day game plan for getting ahead. So to get that, go to meganchomutt.com forward slash Sarah. That's M-E-G-H-A-N-C-H-O-M-U-T.com forward slash Sarah. And now back to the show. All right. Question number one, everybody gets the same questions. What is your favorite real estate investing book? Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I, something for Tony Robbins. I read a really good book with Tony Robbins, and that's okay. a bad answer. So I'm sorry. That no, that's good. He's de he's definitely got some good books. Number two, I don't know if you listen to podcasts. It doesn't have to be real estate related, but do you have a favorite one? 
Yes, I love uh, Entrepreneurs on Fire uh, with John Lee Dumas. That's, that's an awesome. And Expert Secrets with Russell Brunson. All right, very cool. Number three, what do you do for fun aside from work in real estate? Uh, cooking, and I love going on the boat on our pontoon or, or our ski boat. All right, awesome. Number four, if you lost all your money and your assets tomorrow, how would you start again? I'd use my cell phone. I'd start creating content and getting it out there to the masses. All right. And last question. If somebody has $50,000 and they want to get started, what would be the best way that they can spend it? Ooh, I would start creating Facebook ads. Utilize that, that, that money to use to do Facebook ads with video. Man, you'll, you'll crush it. Awesome. All right, Krista, where can my listeners reach out and find out more? Uh, KristaMayshore.com slash the number two days live. KristaMayshore.com slash two days live. All right. Awesome. And I always ask this at the very, very end before we are done. What is the last final words of advice that you would like to provide the audience with? Uh, just implement. So many people are just, you know, always thinking about it, trying to make it get perfect. They're just always just, you know, getting ready. They're aiming, but they never fire. You want to fire, like go, go, go. Be perfectly imperfect. Just take action and, uh, and don't, don't stop. I love the perfectly imperfect part. It is pretty, uh, it's, it's good. It's good. It's Absolutely. super true. Just who cares? Because when you make mistakes, it's like you just learn so much as you go, right? And then so many people are so worried about ever starting that the person that just implemented learned, maybe made three or four more mistakes, but they're like 50 times ahead of what, because they started beforehand. So Absolutely. Krista, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you on. Congrats on all your success. And, and guys at home, girls at home, at the end of the day, we got, we got to brand ourselves. We've got to market ourselves if, uh, if you're looking for something out of it. And, and even if it's just sharing, even in my opinion, even if it's just sharing your content, pass it down to somebody that's learning. That's the way to go. Krista, thank you so much. Uh, Sarah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons and at the time they all seemed very valid, but as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away and eventually only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that. And the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked. And also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step -step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And, you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.